The champ is here! We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here! I must be the greatest! The champ is here! I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here! I will I not, not, not lose. lose! I'm a bad man! I shook up the world! Yes! Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. M.A. Yeah, he's the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble, here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So, hey, you know, we got to pay those bills. We want to thank our show sponsor, Windebeer agent Stacy Connor, okay? Whatever your real estate needs are, Stacy is here to help you reach those goals with confidence, top luxury agent and she is the director of the sports and entertainment division reach her at 702-741-5944 or stacy connor at windermere.com all right so without further ado we we got to bring our guy in here all right so he's a servant leader disruptor smarketer yeah i said smarketer we're gonna get into that business development brand consultant territory specialist at wilson sporting goods let's give it up for our man Jordan, De La Gaulle. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Yes, yes sir. sir. <laughs> what's, what's up, man? Man, I'm chilling, man. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Hey, and that's uh, all you can do, brother. You know how it is, man. It's just crazy out here. You know, living in a digital world, obviously. Would have loved to been out in Vegas right now or back home with family. But, you know, I'm here with we. So there, let's make it happen. <laughs> there it is. Well, hey, you know how we start the show off, man, because you're you're a supporter of the show and we thank you for that. So we need you, all right. You know, get your drinks up, because we need a shoot your shot moment. So this is when, you know, you bet on yourself, you know, you win or lose. It could have been a, something where you fumbled the ball. It could have when you when you had a little slam dunk. It could have been in any aspect of life, man. It could have been college, current career. But please give us an a, a shoot your shot moment. Man. I feel like this is something that happens on a regular basis. I mean, if you go to, you know, if we're going to take it back and be completely honest, I mean, think about it at the club, right? <laughs> going out and meeting women, you know? I think guys, for the most part, are, you know, as being the, you know, being the hunters and kind of that whole thing, you kind of have to, you know, muster up the confidence and make sure you got the right drip on, make sure you, <laughs> your breath is good, make sure you got the whole vibe, right? Facts. So, um, I would say, you know, on a, on a daily, weekly uh, basis, non-COVID, <laughs> uh, you can find me shooting my shots, uh, you know, at your local uh, library. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, your, your local poetry reading <laughs> amongst, uh, you know, sporting, sporting event as well, too. So I do that for sure. And uh, from a professional standpoint, um, 35 Ventures actually partnered up with uh, Overtime and the boardroom and actually had a, uh, a nice little uh, one-day symposium mm -hmm. called the Young CEO Experience. And okay. I shot my shot and had an interview with uh, Kevin Durant directly, just like this. And who would have thunk in a million years, you know, in this, you know, in this world, in the sports world, right. that we would go to a digital platform. And you're a lot closer to your favorite athletes than you really think. Mm -hmm. So uh had a shot my shoot my shot moment. They actually had a platform similar to this where you know you can hit a button and it says grab the mic. <laughs> uh I grabbed the mic and I asked them, you know, basically, 
you know, what's the one question that of all the interviews you've ever had, what's the one question or the one um, question? In, yeah. What, yeah what, what's the one question that you've never received that you wish people actually asked you? Absolutely. And he was kind of like throwing he, it back a little bit. He liked that joint, though. Yeah, he did. He kind of got a little giddy. So I was excited <laughs> about that, too. <laughs> so, uh, But it was a dope experience. I mean, getting to see Adam Silver, Naomi's uh, Osaka. Yeah. Uh, Roz, oh, Roz Gold, um, you know, Rich Kleiman, and to actually speak with KD was incredible. That's dope. So, yeah. So that's definitely a shoot your shot moment. For sure. Absolutely, right. my man. And, <laughs> and you asked for an uh, internship at the same time, so that was a hell yeah. of a shoot your shot moment. Hey, listen, if you go, <laughs> hey, there's no such thing as half-ass. It's whole-ass or no-ass. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, ho- I hope the follow up question, uh, the follow question to KD was about his barber. Oh, that, that, that <laughs> I hope that was the follow. Shots fired. I couldn't do that one. I just couldn't do that one. Love it. I love it. <laughs> so, Jordan, where did the the love for sports start for you? Man, it started at a really young age. To be honest with you, my grandmother was the person that actually got me into sports. To Yo. be completely honest with you, Dope. you know, it was it was her way to, you know, really keep us disciplined, myself and and, and my brother, and um, you know, just be a part of the community and you know, kind of a, in so many words, have something to achieve for on a on a team with other people. So um, she was crazy about the Miami Hurricanes and mm-hmm. just football and basketball and anything. So uh, quite naturally, you know, being her favorite grandson, you know, I would <laughs> might as well do that. So oh, you'll put that uh, plug came, in there, huh? From her. The, the, the oh favorite. yeah, 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 absolutely, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what's up. So so baseball was the first love initially, right? Yeah, baseball was the first love. Um, she introduced us to it. Um, my brother played. He's actually he was my you know. Like any other big brother, he was my idol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took a lot from him in terms of how he played and the people he studied and things like that. But, you know, ultimately I made it myself, but it was too slow for me, to be honest with you. Mm. And, um, you know, from that point, I pivoted over to football and the rest is history. I had a pretty successful career doing that. And so really, really um, quick for you kind of go. In the sports. Yeah. Yeah. So for you going down that path too deep, man. So Florida boy born in the 305 in my yo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Growing up, that that's a big big football area down there. So I'm a Florida boy as well, born in Tampa, St. Pete. Absolutely. So growing up in that area, you played for a, a really kind of predominant um, high school. You know, you were you were a lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamanad uh, Madonna College Prep School is a Blue Ribbon School of Excellence, but nice. uh, we we weren't known to be the football school. We really we really built that from the ground up with the ton of incredible athletes and, and leadership oh awesome and you got some notable um some some alumni like i was looking through that i mean the most notable probably people know right now is your, your boy hollywood brown for the ravens is, that's tearing <laughs> stuff up right now but so so that's interesting so you won a championship with them in 2005 so you're telling like that kind of during that time of when you started there really wasn't known as you know a sports or athletic or football kind of prowess and it's kind of just grown from there yeah, the biggest part about that, too, is really the culture. Okay. And like most organizations that we work for and in sports, you talk about, you know, nobody's bigger than the team. Nobody's bigger than the shield at the NFL. Nobody's bigger than these different things. Right. And if you think about it, like 
a lot of that is instilled in the cultures, the people, the processes, um, the programs that you're involved in, how you get back to your community, how you build and develop players mm -hmm. and, and leaders, not only in the community and on the field, but in life. So I would say my head coach, uh, Mark Guandolo, um, was extremely pivotal in that uh, and really building a, a community around me that I didn't necessarily know that I needed. Um, but, it, 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 you know, through a little elbow grease and demerits and trying to figure out a way to <laughs> not the demerits, to, you know, yeah, demerits, bro. The demerit life isn't it, bro. I would tell you that, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible to really, you know, really see how powerful and transformational sports can be. Yeah. And when you have the right influences, the right people playing the, the, the the right people that are coaching it and involved in it is tremendous how we can change people's lives. In fact, this changed my life mm. for sure. Nice. A state championship in Florida. I know EJ touched on it. Um, that's, that's a unique championship. That's like a championship in Texas. That's like a championship in Another level. Alabama, Georgia. Like that's, that's a unique level of championship, you know, for high school sports. So how was it winning the state championship in a, in a state like Florida? Bro, it was incredible. So my senior year, um, it was right around the time of it was the end of Katrina. We actually had Wilma during the course of our our our, uh, our football uh, year. Uh, in fact, um, at the beginning of our senior year, we actually flew over to Texas to play the five A state champions. Okay. And to be honest with you, on top of uh, Hollywood Brown, which you, who uh, EJ mentioned. We had several other guys, Kamar Aiken, who played for – he's a journeyman in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We had John Beeson, who's done things – I mean, tremendous things. Kerry Williams. We had a ton of guys that have been extremely um, – you know, have had some extremely successful careers in yeah. the NFL. And, um, you know, when we look back at it, you know, we were like, hey, we could play anybody. The Miami Northwesterns, we'll play the St. Thomas Aquinas, we'll play – anybody and anywhere in our senior year like we were that team like we were those guys and uh but we had to show ourselves you know we were a private school we were a smaller school but that had nothing to do with our program prestige like we would play with anybody nice and just as as quick as you know they'll step up we'll you know we'll show them what the deal is so you know <laughs> say how it goes <laughs> love it but yeah what is extremely unique um i mean the amount of talent that's in Florida yeah. at that time, and none of the none of the little the lower tier schools, no, you know, respectfully speaking, the UCFs, the FAUs, the FIUs, like none of those schools were really heavily recruiting in the area, and we were losing those guys to Alabama, yeah, to um, you know, figure the top of the top, Ohio State, Ohio, all of Ohio State's guys, <laughs> literally in skill positions. Most of the times are from Florida. Yeah, hundred percent Florida and you Texas. Know what I mean? Yeah, Florida and Texas. Yeah. Absolutely. Your favorite athlete's favorite athlete is from Florida. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, respectfully speaking, but yeah, it is, to your point, Miles, it is uh, an extremely difficult feat. Um, it's because it's so athletically uh, fast and it moves so incredibly fast. But also, when you're dealing with the best of the best minds, like Mark Guandolo like George Smith, like all these guys that uh, uh, Coach Zaccio down at Pace, all these guys that have had successful careers, and it's because they're playing the best of the best, not only in practice, but every week. So it's incredible. 
No, man, that's no, just hundred percent. Miles nailed it. Like it, it's a different path on when when yeah. you're dealing with that. So, you know, credible high school career, you move on, and you get into the college ranks. And like you said, you know, they really weren't checking you guys out, you know, in that area. So, you know, you you stop, you know, have a quick little thing at Marshall, and you face some adversity, right? So and, and that's one of the things that we also talk about here is just the adversity of that college recruiting process. Like what we've gone through as athletes, anybody that's been through the recruiting process, it's like nuggets that we can share to people because it's like you go somewhere and it's not a fit or, you know, coat, whatever the situation is. So you kind of had to go to JUCO before you in, um, uh, ultimately went to um, NIU. So talk about like maybe that JUCO experience and then how you stayed in that area to go to NIU. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So um, the recruiting process is a lot like uh, social media dating nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, Please, t- I, I love this comparison. I see you, I see you I right? Like, I like what I see. I'm gonna swipe to see. Uh, nah, let me, let me, let me, let me go somewhere else. Um, but I think you know. It, it, my point being is that it's an extremely challenging time, not only emotionally. Definitely financially, um, and, and then just physically, like especially if a lot of I know a lot of guys that I that I know personally have gone to schools in different places. Um, their first year was extremely challenging. Yeah. Their second year and so forth and so on, just getting adjusted to the cold and all that stuff. Right, was extremely <laughs> challenging. Well, yeah, you from Florida? That that cold is something serious, boy. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> bro! I remember my first day. When it snowed, bruh, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I lost it. I'm like, yo. Oh man. I don't I don't want this. But yeah, <laughs> just kind of to that point, um, adversity, right? Right. And I think that there comes a point, there comes a time in every athlete's life where it seems like you kind of have to make this choice between like really honing in and hunkering down in your sport or trying to discover who you actually are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot of times the academic side isn't necessarily included in that because yeah. you play a sport for so long growing up and loving it that you don't necessarily understand like exactly who you are as a person. You know who you are as an athlete. You know, your life is pretty structured as an athlete, but then as a person, you, you kind of fall off track or you just – are in that self-discovery zone. So right. I would say that, you know, that was a part of my experience. You know, coaches move on just like, yeah. I mean, people move on. People yes. change, you grow, you evolve. You 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 have a, um, a teachable moment where you have to really, instead of pointing a finger, you have to really pull the thumb and say, hey, how what did I add to this? How could I have done this? Like, how can I have done things differently to think or behave differently? No, and I think that, at that point, I knew that, you know, I needed to grow up, um, you know, I, I needed to take a pause, really, you know, try to develop the love of the game again, mm-hmm. because, I mean, sitting for a year after playing for 10 years, you know, that is something that that's hard, took a brother. lot of adjusting to. Yeah, for yeah, sure. hundred percent. you. Jeez. I mean, just to, yeah. like to be in it every day and like that's the game that you, I mean, you because. Because people don't understand that even if you make it to the college level, like that alone is a really huge accomplishment. And there's so many hours that are put into just getting to that level. So to, to have that taken away from you, man, no, that's kudos to you, man, for making that adjustment. But, but, here, but here's the point, too, EJ. You can't forget this. You do that for 10 years in college. 
the average person gets a degree. The above average person, if he goes athletically, he only gets the money. But what does he have to fall back on? And ultimately, throughout your entire career, uh-huh. what actually do you have to what actually do a lot of athletes bring to the table from a skill set, just a strictly skill business skill set perspective? That's is a very bad. slim percentage. Yeah. No, you man. have nothing to show for it. A hundred. No. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because in most times in a business, just to translate it to a business sense, mm-hmm. 15 years at an organization, you're senior leadership, president, you build your resume, but right. as an athlete, you really don't have too much anything. Man, that's super yeah. fast. And that's why it's so tough Like when, when they lead the game. So we could definitely get into that too in a minute. <laughs> For sure. So, you know, continued success, right? So, you know, um, won a state championship. Battled adversity, you know, starting up, but then you found a home, man. So, you, you know, you're at NIU, man. You guys did some great things. Um, so with that, you kind of had like a capstone moment, right, where you're playing a bowl game in a home where someone else played a really big game. So talk to us a little bit about that as much as you want. And, and just, I mean, I'm sure you know, but I think it's around that number 47. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it, you know, towards the the end of, um, you know, my career um, and as it was slowing down, um, you know, our senior year class ended up having, a, you know, being one of the most successful and winning this uh, senior classes, really classes in NIU history. So that was incredible. Um, and we ended it off at the uh, at in Mobile at the. Um, the uh, the GoDaddy Bowl, uh, which was incredible. You know, uh, we have a lot of family roots there. Uh, we definitely have, um, you know, a lot of just historical, just historical, um, you know, touch points in terms of a lot of the a lot of the people that we you know directly are related to uh-huh. or extended extended right. uh, kind of extended family. family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for us. Um, you know, probably more of that capstone moment happened after I graduated when NIU actually played in the Orange Bowl. Yep. Um, and I was down there to, to witness it and be a part of everything there. Um, really, you know, embraced Miami. Actually, you know, me leaving home and then eventually seeing them play at home. That was right. a that was an incredible moment in terms of being able to have that full circle moment. And, you know, and even being involved with NIU today and doing everything that I do to sit on the board of our student athlete support group, um, as well as, you know, serving as an advisor on that mm-hmm. and just a, a peer mentor to a lot of the guys that are out there now. So, you know, I, as much as I can do to, you know, give back to my brothers that have, you know, either come from Florida and gone to different places and gone to NIU or guys that are at NIU, I'm always a resource. Um, and and kind of to your point of earlier of being a servant leader, you know, I do as much as I can to, you know, give back in any way that I can. Awesome. So, yeah, for sure. I, I I like to think I'm a coach still. Like I I, I like to, I like to take a look at the tape. So I had I had to YouTube. I had to do some research. Saw a couple of your clips on there. So I I want you to kind of describe your game uh, uh, okay. to the audience. Okay. So when I played, I was more of a tweener, which yeah. you know that's what the Mac is really known for. Is just kind of 
a guy that can play two positions or multiple positions. You're like a hybrid um, right so, now between Miles and myself. Like Miles was a, was a, was a DB <laughs> and I played defensive end linebacker. So you're like a hybrid of both of us right there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, now y'all got me on the looks and everything like that. Oh, uh, see this. Uh, we, y'all, y'all, y'all tell got me, me again. On that, yeah, tell, just, <laughs> you like my lighting? You, know, you like the lighting I got going on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know my role um was essentially to you know to play both right so um even with doing that and kind of going to the the next level I really had to understand what my leverage was so on the field I played as a mixture of Sean Taylor's uh just big playability I had uh, a mixture of like Ray Lewis's passion and okay. his energy and just like leadership. And then when it came to like making plays and the like ball hawking through the game, yeah. I was like a mixture of Peyton Manning and Ed Reed, bro. Start <laughs> <laughs> that gumbo to me, up. <laughs> to me, that's what I that's what I felt like I played like. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, but Miles, I, I can, 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 can you verify that on the film? Miles, you got to look at the film. No, nah, I liked it. <laughs> I like what I saw. Because, I mean, I'm not going to get too technical, but the league now, as you know, is kind of that position, right? Like you got to, the Buddha Bakers of the world kind of do everything, right? So, uh, no, nah, I yeah. think your game kind of fit right into to how you were describing it. It's funny when, when we all describe, we, we go we, we, we go Peyton Man, we go to Sean Taylor. We, we never go, uh, you know. Uh, the ty- Terrence Newman or something. <laughs> and I love no T.J. Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We uh, I think it's uh, you know, for for me, you know, I really adjusted to really what my my teammates needed as well. So yeah. I was heavily in the special team side of things. So you know, not only one did they get you to jump the line for the pregame meal. <laughs> but it also um, wow. got you more opportunities to get on film and yeah. really put your best foot out there. I mean, to be honest with you, there's guys that are multimillionaires, literally is, you know, special, special team specialists. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, you know, everyone wants the big play, the big catch or the big tackle. It's like those guys make a living too. So uh, I, I, I kind of did my thing on the specialist time, uh, on the specialist side of things too. Like the big hits, big blocks, uh, recovered, um, you know, recovered fumbles or or even blocked punts. In fact, I blocked a couple in the game. Actually, blocked two in a game uh, against Ball State my junior year. One, Jimmy Ward, who now plays for the Niners, mm-hmm. yep. um, picked, scooped and scored. And in the second one that I blocked, <laughs> I I actually selfishly grabbed it and just laid there because <laughs> I don't want nobody else to grab it. I'm like, no, nah, you already got yours. Right, I, I need that recovery, right? <laughs> You got a scoop and score, though. I was trying to. I was <laughs> like, you know what's crazy, Miles? I got there before he kicked it. Uh-huh. So he, like, kicked me in my in chest. stomach. Like, yeah. 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 I literally, like, grabbed it right off his foot, and he kicked me in the chest. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar story. I missed I missed the next game, though, because I got kicked in the stomach a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. I had a similar story in high school about that. <laughs> you had to fold on that one. Man, it hurt, bro. All right, man. So let's get into the game, man. Uh, so we want to talk about your career, man. Just a little bit about your past, but we really want to get in what you're doing, Wilson, because you're doing. There's a lot of great stuff with that. But so starting off, okay, no, no. I want to touch before we get into into your career. You know, you had a, a little. I didn't know you had some on air aspirations, yeah. man. 
Please touch on it. We got to touch. Before we get into the current career, we, we got to touch on we it. We got to touch on the on-air aspirations. What happened, man? Let's go. <laughs> so in my mind, as a college athlete, okay. you know, I'm already dedicated to football. I'm already trying to map out my career. You know, I'm going to do this and, you know, me and uh, – me and Holly Berry are gonna have our kids. And then, we're gonna do <laughs> and then eventually, I was gonna retire. Okay, <laughs> and, and be a off, off, you know, a, a, a color analyst. So um, I actually have a, a concentration in broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. and I've done video work. I've done radio work. I actually went to Miami Media School and yep. pursued um, a, a career in sports broadcasting. Yep. Yeah. So that's a part of. <laughs> um, my hidden talents that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, so you have some. So, so my question: Are you bringing the Jordan and Jordania yeah, show we, back? We're we getting that back. For our listeners, Jordan Jordania show is still on YouTube. Still so, there. This, yeah, so yeah, you can go yeah. there and learn more about your host. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordana, she's actually a flight attendant now, but we went to we went to high school together. That's what's up. And really, really good friends. And um, you know, her brother was a little older than I was. He was just older than I was, and then I was just younger than he was, but just older than Jordana was. But um, you know, we were all heavily involved in sports in the whole nine and shared a love for uh sports broadcasting. So we were like, hey, we got the same name, let's figure out content. And, uh, and try to roll with it. So yeah, that's what I tried to do. And then I, I actually had a short stint with the Youth Sports Network. Okay. Um, yep. Called Generation Next, and it covered all of the um, the uh, youth uh, youth sports across the country. Um, but our headquarters was out of uh, Miami, so I was covering a lot of the guys that are actually playing in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. uh, or um, in college about to go to the NFL. And it's so crazy to even see them now That's from where they were back then because they were killing it before and now they're just doing it even better. Right. That's awesome. All right. So now let's get into the kind of career career. I just had to ask that, man. We saw that. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because I was about to. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to hit that, right? And then just knowing Jay, man, that's that fits so perfectly. So maybe that's going to come back maybe at a later date. All let's right, do so it. let's do it. <laughs> so starting your career, you know, um, you've done a lot of amazing things. Now, when we, when I was like looking at some of the things, you were with some companies that like aren't your top, you know, companies that everybody know, like they're not household names. But what you did have is the brands that you worked with yeah. the superior household names. So you worked with like Nike, Vitamin Water, ESPN, Jordan, That's Starbucks, Jordan. like Gatorade. Like you worked with some, and like not only with one company. Like when you went to the next company, like you took that brand with you. So. Tell me what was it like, you know, working with maybe those smaller brands, I mean, excuse me, smaller companies, but those amazing brands and what, you know, what you gathered from those experiences. Man, that's a great question. One, what I've gathered is, you know, being a man of faith is so humbling to understand that there's no one way to be a successful person. Um, And as long as you treat people right and, bust your ass and, and, and do as much as you can to put your best foot forward and to represent yourself and your family in the best way and help others mm-hmm. and serve others, then things will work out for you. Um, but yeah, man, I started my career, no lie. Um, the high school that I told you about, the, the, the 
company, actually the game that I went to um, my senior year in high school, uh, the company, the marketing agency that actually sent us, took us to Texas to play. To play. Mm -hmm. um, the owners of that of that company actually ended up being my mentors. Wow. Um, wow. All off of a humbug, just uh, off of a elevator conversation of, hey, I've never been here before. This is tremendous. I've never been down the street, let alone to Texas. <laughs> um, thank you. And that moment resonated with them. And their names are Dave and Lisa Stevenson. And I, you know, I called them my Dallas Angels because they lived in Dallas, Texas. Um, but they've just been so instrumental just in my entire career. So I started off on his side managing smaller activations for those a lot of those brands that you spoke of, State Farm, um, Nike, uh, Nike Football, um, and, and some other uh, clients where we were helping them strategically um, build out uh, experiential marketing programs to help uh, help them sell more products. So wow. sports marketing in a in a really non traditional way. So if you think of going to UNLV, right? Mm -hmm. And you walk up with a family and you got those people that are out there. Hey, you want to sign up to win a free iPad? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was managing that for them and uh, doing that at Jerry's World in Texas. Wow. And I had an aha moment. Mm -hmm. uh, at this time, I was still um, pursuing the NFL. I had a few workouts with some teams. I had an, an incredible um, uh, training um, group working with me at Michael Johnson Performance. So I was in tip-top shape, and I'm doing all these activations, and it doesn't really make much sense to me. And then it just all of a sudden clicked while I'm there hosting this activation on behalf of State Farm, helping them generate leads and business. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I'm busting my tail night in and night out, going to training sessions, having five jobs, go not even you know eating right or sleeping is not enough to be the person on the field, and nobody's paying attention to the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm like, what's <laughs> yo? <No. laughs> What am I trying to do? So, and then I just thought about all the money that was being made at the game. We were getting paid there. Think about concessions. Think about souvenirs, the licensing side, the gift shop. Think about the parking garage, the parking people peddling. I'm like, everyone else is making money. <laughs> and I'm holding on to a dollar in a dream, trying to be the person on the field that's not even getting paid attention to. I need to pivot. <laughs> I need to figure out what's what's next for me. So after long talks with a few of my mentors, Dave and Lisa included, um, started to refine my resume. Like I really was like, hey, what do I want to be and how do I get there? Right. So I started started um, researching guys like Maverick Carter, researching Steve Stout, a lot of the guys that were cool looking and they gave really dope interviews. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, man. I feel like this is the first non-button-up person that I could actually see myself being. Nice. You know, in a corporate world. And I still try to bring that same energy because I feel like you can't fake authenticity. Facts. You can't, you can't, you can't do all that stuff. So Super facts. Had a long talk with him. Um, in short, I've you know been able to I've been blessed to really, you know, 
my mentors knew one of the guys that worked at the agency that helped do things for Gatorade to help activate their brand. Okay. End up getting a meeting there, connected the dots there, worked there for a bit of time, got really close with this really great work with Gatorade mm-hmm. on, uh, for Gatorade on behalf of um, on behalf of their youth formative experience. So I met a ton of great people there, ton of great connections there as well, too. Literally graduated out of that company as well, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was kind of like a, on to know, the it next. Was a it was moment where, kind you of know, where, where you kept just stepping up, right? I was literally up, right? being thrusted into these opportunities, like not seeking them, but they were seeking me. And it's because I was working really hard. I was yeah. being very diligent, serving people, leading people, and just literally doing what I needed to do to, to execute. So... You know, That's I was dope. on the agency side for, for the Gatorade piece and then ended up going to another agency, um, which ended up being uh, where I started doing Jordan work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in, even in the interview process, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so, you know, do you mind kind of sharing insight on, excuse me, who's the client? They're like, yeah, Jordan. I'm like, <laughs> yes. So would you right. mind letting me know? Uh, who the actual client is. They're like, Jordan. <laughs> Jump man. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. So yeah. And to be honest with you, I mean, it, a lot of folks don't know. And I actually had a conversation a few weeks ago with some aspiring young professionals that mm-hmm. are, you know, college students right now. I say, Hey, look into agencies because for, to be completely honest, this is my first side, my first time on the brand side working actually with Wilson. But every other role that I've had has been on the agency side, where they take a, a brunt of the work. If we're right. being completely honest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're being able to execute these things a lot more strategically, um, with with different resources where you know brands can't. So that's what I've had along my career. Um, you know, I've you know, like I said, bust my chops, been extremely diligent. And and have been able to serve and lead and be connected to other opportunities, uh, which ultimately led to this one. That's dope, man. I mean, it's crazy that that you kind of mentioned, you know, uh, all the money that's being made around the game, and you know, a lot of a lot of people are actually watching the game. It's 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 up until recently, I didn't even understand it either. How much money and what's going on outside of just playing the game, honestly, and coaching it. So, you mentioned the agency world, and I, I think that's very interesting. And, for, for a young, aspiring, uh, even student athlete, uh, because to your point, they have a lot of association with a lot of major brands. So what is the kind of the strategy into getting into that world? Um, a lot of people don't know them outside of like the really big ones. So uh, like the CAA or um, I, uh, Learfield IMG College, like people know those because they're more like popular brands, right? right? Um, and really quick, what's crazy is like people don't understand how strong Chicago is. Like, wow. Once once I was looking like re- doing research, I was like, oh, I forgot about how strong Chicago is in that branding and, and marketing sports right. world. The people just forget about it because they think L.A., New York, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So, no, that that's a great Listen, point, man. Chicago is probably one of the top media markets. Wherever Facts. media eyes and all that stuff are going to be, brands are going to be. McDonald's is headquartered there. Think about Illinois. State Farm is uh, headquartered there. Yeah. Uh, Allstate, I believe they're headquartered out of there as well, too. The yeah, it's, headquarters is so much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's crazy. But, Miles, to your question, um, 
it, I, I never knew about it, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I never knew about it. The person that put me on to it was uh, my mentors. They're like, hey, and he kind of schooled me to the game. And I'm like, that. so when we have on the Nike shirts, like we don't really actually work for Nike. And they're like, no, they're the client of ours. So there's going to be actually people that are there on behalf of Nike. There's probably going to be a couple. Right. And you have brand ambassadors that they hire who we actually hire on behalf of them mm. to look and feel like the brand right. to give that brand experience. So, bro, it was mind blowing. Yeah. Literally, that was around the same moment that I realized that I, I didn't need to do what I was doing. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, I'm like, I need to be hiring those people. Right. I need to be the person in charge of this because I know what it takes logistically minded. I know what it takes resource, uh, you know, from a resource standpoint. Um, but I had no clue. He schooled me on it. And then I really kind of took it and, and made it my own, especially when I got to Chicago to EJ's point about having all of those agencies out there. Yeah. Most the way that it's broken down, at least in my experience, you have obviously we're going to most brands are going to have a presence in most of the major markets in the emerging markets or the growing markets. There are always going to be excuse me. There's always going to have. If there's a flagship retail store there, there's always going to be some sort of corporate satellite office or remote office or right. something like that there in the in the in the um, in the area. And because it is a satellite office, because they don't have all the resources like they would have at HQ back in Portland or um, you know West West Bumble wherever California. <laughs> <laughs> then they would hire the local agency to either execute uh, activations or help build with build the concepts or design studio space or um, do photo shoots or create uh, create content. So again, as brands are trying to stay relevant and more um, on top of the times and the trends, they have to hire these people because they're the pulse of what the market is right. and where it's going. And it's just going so it's going younger and younger and younger. So now folks that are uh, especially as it relates to esports, knowing that out there in Vegas is booming for y'all. Right. I mean, and, yeah. you know, to even be able to have somebody that even knows and is a subject matter expert on esports, you have to outsource that. There's not enough time or resources or or you know cash to i mean frankly put it on right um so you need those guys no man that's absolutely on point well hey just so we can kind of because you know time flies when we're having fun want to talk <laughs> about you know you know wilson the, the, you're doing some amazing things at wilson and i think that you know i'm sure everybody's first initial thought is when they think of wilson they think about the equipment side of things right oh, i do <laughs> I mean, hands down, oh, right? Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> I think of that basketball, right? Like, like that. Maybe the first Wilson football you had or something like that. Balling, balling. Right. Yeah, my my J is sweet in the Wilson. Did y'all see the form showing up for him one more time? <laughs> did you see the form? Yeah, my, my J is sweet in the Wilson. I don't know about that. You gotta, you gotta leave it though. You gotta leave it. <laughs> so give us, man, just kind of like maybe a, a minute or so. Just tell us about what the amazing things. Well, tell us about what you do. You know, elevator style, 15 seconds, but then some of the amazing things that you're doing at Wilson. 
Absolutely. So I'm a territory specialist out of the Southeast. I'm headquartered in Atlanta, but uh, I service and create partnerships with uh, youth organizations, tournaments, travel, bu- travel ball clubs and teams across uh, football, basketball, volleyball, and soccer. Dope. Um, and I sell product. <laughs> so <laughs> there it I is. Cre- I create partnerships and sell product. That's that's where you can find me. Awesome. And then and, go ahead. And then from a, uh, I was going to say, and, and from a, um, um, you know, to your to your earlier point about doing some amazing things, I was, um, I think, as the at the onset of of everything that's happened with George Floyd's murder and. Um, and not not even just that, with just the social climate, the, the signs of the, the times and everything that's been going on. Um, our company, uh, Wilson, is is really dedicated to, um, you know, figuring out what that change looks like okay. for us and creating a, a word of influence and how we can change um, within our little world of Wilson and within those walls. And uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to serve as a chair of our diversity, equity and inclusion uh, task force. That's big. And um, clap for that, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's big time, bro. Some, I appreciate that, man. I'm creating, you know, with a team of uh, 40 plus other teammates, uh, we're creating um, the, a roadmap of what change looks like from a, a, a equity, diversity, justice, and inclusion standpoint. Um, we're creating a roadmap and and you know, impacting our people and our processes and creating programs to help transform as an organization. So we're doing it from within. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a very, it's a labor of love. And I would say that it's a very, um, a very, uh, uh timely thing yeah. that I think Absolutely. is, like right on is time. incredible. <laughs> and I would say that, um, you know, we're, I would say we're done with one-offs. We need to create bridges yeah. and not barriers it. for people to uh, to create opportunity for themselves. And no. I think that Wilson is committed to that change. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded with some awesome teammates and leadership that supports that. And uh, we all have our oars in the water trying to do it all the right way. Man, that's fantastic. And I, I'm excited because you you mentioned one of your keywords that you're going to get into once we get into the winter circle. So we're almost there. But you talked about building those bridges. And anyway, we can help in black and sports, man, to kind of like push that agenda, you know, messages that you have. man. we just want to help circulate that message um, and, and just connect you with a lot of we have some tent poles in youth. Uh, sports around here and, and, and just, you know, with, with some people we've had on our show. So please keep us in the loop of how we can support because that's really what this is all about. Yeah, likewise, man. If I could help you guys with products across any of those sports and just Wilson and, and large, I mean, I, I, I would love to figure out a way that we could do something together as well because, um, you know, it's 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 not a them, their, that problem. Uh, the things that we're dealing with right now, it's a it's an hour problem. So we need to sure. take it personal and, and figure out ways that we can create that change and and uh, you know take that flag and, and and make it make make it make sense. Love it, man. All right, man. So we're gonna jump into these quick hits, man. Miles is gonna hit you with some rapid fire, man. But before we get into that, man, we're gonna pay some more bills. Um, quick hits are sponsored by Thick Fit Meal Prep. Uh, when it comes to healthy, uh, it starts in the kitchen. Thick Fit Meal Prep is here to help you along that journey. Uh, they provide healthy, delicious meals that are easy on the go. Um, they have this really large kitchen out there that um, you know they keep clean for you, um, and it's really to fit everyone's lifestyle. Call them at 702-850-3388 or Instagram at Thick Fit Meal Prep. Use that has- 
tag black and get a free additional meal on us. All right, Miles, what you got? Jordan, first time if ever you're starstruck. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Shit. Enough the, said. The, right. Next. <laughs> top, top five. Michael Jordan. Actually, actually, an, another one was Dennis Rodman. Listen, Ooh. I've partied with Dennis, and this is hold on. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay, wait, okay, wait, yeah. Okay, we, no pause. pause. Yeah, go. Got, wow, <laughs> that should be a shoot. Just shoot. Go with Dennis Rodman four times, four times. And you still got a liver? Yeah, the, the stamina. <laughs> shit, what the? Okay, go. The stamina. Go. go. We want to bump some other shit. Yeah. You need to hear this. <laughs> Listen, it was uh, it was random. But we had the time of our lives. But Dennis is—you <laughs> have to say that we knew that. <laughs> we knew that from the intro. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, tell us, tell us yeah. the details. So, um, one of the times I was in Miami, uh, I had a friend of mine, a couple friends of mine, that actually played for the Dolphins at the time. Okay. And uh, if you guys know about anything about Miami, there's this one establishment down there that has five star dining. Uh, but they also have some some other entertainment there. Shout out to Eleven. <laughs> Shout out to Eleven. My boys at Eleven. Gino, Nick, love you. I miss you, boy. It should remain to not be seen. To not yeah. be said. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, we walk in there and we're getting some wings and just just hanging out, watching games and stuff like that. And in comes Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, and. I mean, obviously, Dennis Robinson, he sticks out like a sore thumb. So people are like, <laughs> that's Dennis Robinson. Like, right. uh, I think that's Dennis Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he just was, I mean, he had a, a an, he had like two or three guys with him. It was like super low key, but like, it, I'm sure they had a lot. It was a marathon for them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sprint for us just to get some wings, but I'm sure it was a, I'm not sure what type of day it was. <laughs> wow. Wow. But much love, you know, he's a, he's an incredible guy. <laughs> incredible guy. That's how you leaving it. Yeah. That, that laugh has some stories. <laughs> right. That's some depth behind that, that, that laugh. That, that, yeah. You're getting real deep. It's a different <laughs> octave in that laugh. <laughs> Oh boy! So that was the first time. So either you can just give us one more because you said I four can't, times. I can't tell you the others. We oh, got to talk see? about the others offline. Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll bring you in the locker room for yeah, those. You are, your shoulders <laughs> moving, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go All back right, to the quick hits, man. You're hanging out with your partners, and you just had those laughs that you just. Yeah, your belly ache and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Man, you sweating while you're yeah. laughing over there, yeah. man. We know it's we we just cheers to whatever that laugh whatever was. That laugh so, yeah. was. That, la- that laugh and that sweat you got going on on your brow, man. Oh, relax. relax. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold last on, one. Hit second. with the last. Hit with the last. <laughs> Let me get right real quick. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> All right, so Florida Florida football players. So give me your top five Florida football players. No particular order, just your top five. Top five? Top oh, five. Easy. Oh, okay. well, let's hear him then. That's easy. Ray Lewis, yep. for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go Peter Wark. Hmm. Definitely second. Like That's Frank Gore. I like that. Frank Gore, okay. Frank Gore, for sure. Just all football guys? All football guys. Okay. Frank Gore, Santana Moss, 
And definitely Sean Taylor, but in no particular order. No particular in no order. No particular order. Ironically, most, if not all of them, went to the University of Miami. A hundred percent. And I was only thinking from people from Miami, so I was just like, you know, we put Reed in there. Like, so I was wondering where you was going with that. Well, Reed is from Louisiana. A lot of people think he's from here. No, uh, no, play. But he's from played. Louisiana. No, yeah. play. Oh, yeah, at the yeah, U. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I literally grew up in the stands. So like, that's dope. Yeah, all those guys, they're like big brothers and uncles and godfathers to me. I'm I'm hungry, so Thanksgiving is coming up. So give me uh, a a dessert. Give me your favorite dessert from Thanksgiving. Ah, you gotta have a patty pie, the sweet potato. I got to. <laughs> and I don't know what the other the other pie is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Either the sweet potato or the red velvet. My aunt Ronnie. Oh, she makes. Listen, I'm gonna plug Aunt Ronnie right now. <laughs> Dude, that rev. Yeah. Aunt Ronnie's. Rev, hands. That's a good come up. I wasn't thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Aunt Ronnie's hands. <laughs> bless. <are> bless. Bless. <laughs> Dipped. <laughs> Anointed. Well. <laughs> Listen, whatever she puts, whatever she. She's a mad scientist. There man. it is. <laughs> so when I come down to visit yeah. you, we need to tell Aunt Ronnie to make sure she got one of them on, on, on deck. Listen. The pound cake is incredible. Ooh, the red man. velvet is even better. The cheese, listen, she, she Ronnie does desserts. Ain't he does desserts <laughs> dot com <laughs> backslash dot org. <laughs> <laughs> And, and God, I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> my my last one. I know you spent a little time in Indy, so. Uh, Broad Ripple or downtown? Uh, home. <laughs> Good hell yeah! That's funny. That's funny, man. Like, I'm I've been you. there just like I, that's funny. <laughs> Jay, you hear that, bro? I know you heard that. Home. Home. <laughs> home. Now my shoulders are leaving. You should yeah. put Mass Ave in there. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about. But Mass still, no. Home was the right Mass answer. Mass Ave. But no, yeah, out of those, yeah. home was the right answer. Yeah, my, my shoulders is moving <laughs> on that. <laughs> All right. Oh, you got the shoulder laugh on Bro, that. Bro, my shoulders is <laughs> moving. He was, he was tickled. <laughs> no, okay. it's uh. So even with Mass Ave, I would say I, I don't know when the last time you've been there, but um, Indy is it, it's changing a lot. So like yeah. the restaurants and all that stuff is. You know they're picking up, and then I think the uh, isn't a men's tournament supposed to be up there? I guess they're yep. gonna do like a college, but like all the all the sixty uh, whatever team, all 68, 64, 64, 64, whatever. whatever. It, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be that. And that's gonna be bubble. great for the city. I love Indianapolis for that reason for sure. Yeah, um, I will say when I was in Indianapolis and, and plugged to the black sports professionals down in Indianapolis yep. doing their thing out there, um, but they uh, when I was there. We were super, super connected with everything that was going on in the city. And it's such a – a lot of people don't understand how many events come through Indianapolis. A lot. Just because it's a crossroads city. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the country. Circle City Classic. Yeah, Circle City Classic. Oh, Um, had a great time Think about (laughs) – oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah. It's a – 
it's a dope city. It's, it a, it's a dope sports town for yeah. sure. You yeah. can raise a family there and watch some really good sports there. For sure. Bet. All right, man. Let, let's jump into it, man. We got to keep it moving, man. We want to cover. You got a lot, man. So uh, we're going to bring you into, inside the Winner's Circle, all right? So uh, the Winner's Circle is sponsored by Nevada Grow. Uh, they're um, providing the right data, pr- making the right decisions, facilitating the right connections. Nevada Grow helps small businesses here in Nevada. So what you want to talk about, man, and you've really kept this theme, and it's just like you said, it's, it seems like it's very intrinsic within you. Um, you know, you talk about serving leadership, man. Why is that an important topic for you? It's important because um, it's important because we're, we're born alone. We're going to die alone, uh, but we don't have to do life alone. And I think that, you know, as, you know, people um, that are exposed to different cultures of people, uh, different environments, new experiences, and things of that of, of that nature. Bring people along the journey that fulfill your journey, that make it interesting. And I think that, uh, and naturally being a man of faith, I think that's you know is rooted in the golden rule: do unto, do unto others as they would have to do unto you. Right. Yeah. And I think that a combination of just my passion with uh, service and community service, my passion for team, uh, my passion for just being a good person um, is is something that, you know, if I can do that, you know, every single day um, and just bring someone along, you know, my experience to change their trajectory of their life. Right. You know, then then that's a blessing to me. You know, it's a blessing to be a blessing to somebody else in my eyes. Love it. A lot of a lot of leadership is divine a lot of different ways, right? But what really sticks out to me, what you're saying is servant leadership. So, what in your I guess upbringing or just in your your natural self uh, allows you to be that? I know, and you mentioned your faith, so I, I'm sure there's some rooted there. But to be a servant leader, why why is that the leadership for you? Yeah, um, because I think that's the most authentic that I can be. Um, and I'm still learning about, you know, myself, I, I'm, I'm evolving every day. We're all evolving every single day. Yep. And I think that there's a, 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 you know, your experiences ultimately shape your perspective. And I think that, you know, with my family, I come from a blue collar family, um, never been given anything, earned every single thing. We've experienced adversity, a- adversary, uh, adversity, excuse me, whatever that word is. I experienced a lot of that uh, uh, throughout our lives, and I and I would say that the thing that, even though, even though adversity um, made us feel a certain type of way and may have shook us to the core, you know, ultimately it brought us together. And when we looked out for each other, that's when we were able to really build something, something greater uh, for us as a as a unit. And, um, you know, I, that's how I was taught. I'm, I'm from Miami. My grandmother has Southern roots. Um, I was raised by my grandmother and uncle uh, in a village of, of church folk. So that's, you know, that's where I come from. Takes uh, a village. That's who I'm going to be at the core of me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hope to uh, set that same example for not only my daughter uh, and my, my future, you know, rest of my family, you know, you know, hopefully. Um, and you know, I'm trying to pass that down, 
uh, to show that, um, you know, that is important right. and to, to be that type of person as well. Awesome, man. So you kind of spoke on that. And that was one of my questions for you, you know, as a girl dad, um, you know, two two part questions because mh is a is a girl dad so you know you're a little further along the, the thing so maybe you can hand out some wisdom please but how was it for you because we saw or i saw i'll speak for myself just the pictures of the little black girls that are sitting in front of the tv you know when our madam vp uh kamala harris was you know the new or the next you know um vp coming in what was that kind of feeling for you or, or anything that you experienced during that time Man, um, that experience and what I felt was, uh, I was inspired. I'm very inspired. Um, unfortunately, 2020 took one of the biggest sports icons ever. And I actually got a cut today in his memory. Uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> got the zero and a half today. The uh, <laughs> zero and a half. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, I think... Um, I think we've seen – I think he was the villain at one point. Yeah. Uh, yes. Nobody liked him. No. Uh, but he played to that. And I think that he, that was his niche, right? We, we built the mama mentality. And uh, I didn't like Kobe Bryant for a long time. Uh, I respected him. Right. I didn't admire him. I didn't do all that stuff. MJ was my guy. LeBron's my guy. Like, I'm, I'm all in on them. But uh-huh. Kobe just – he turned the corner for me a little bit later. Um, and as a girl dad and, and, you know, kind of relating, tying it all back, I seen towards the end of his career, um, he started to give back to the game a lot more. He started taking younger guys under his wings. You know, he learned from his mistakes. Men's and uh, women. giving advice. He was bringing people closer to him. Yes. And I'm like, this isn't, he wasn't doing this before. Yeah. He's, he's changed. Right. And then even with his kids, Bringing him on the court, being an advocate for the WNBA, taking his daughter any and everywhere. And it just was, it's so inspiring to me. So then fast forward to when I had my daughter, Lila, man, I remember that day like it was yesterday. In fact, her birthday is on Saturday. And this is the first year I'm not going to be able to be there with her, unfortunately, because of COVID. But Mm. like, I take that as my, she's the best gift, the best gift, the best project that I've ever worked on. Um, and it's just incredibly important because, you know, um, as a girl dad, um, you know, you really look into the eyes of this little human being that you created and it doesn't matter how long work is. It doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. As soon as you walk into the door, they it's love all. you. They it's all about you. Y'all see my and I've shit. never experienced that there. love in my entire life. Man. That's what's up. That's what's and up. I'm not gonna go too much further because I don't want to tear up on here. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, man, it's um, it's taught me. She's probably taught me more about myself than I've ever taught. I've ever learned. Damn. Um, just about being more patient, kind, uh, just being more thoughtful in in the way that I do things, and and really thinking like. How would how would she take that if somebody else was saying that to her instead of her dad? So I try to I try to build on all those things and, and root it all in and serve leadership and faith. You've seen sports from a lot of different angles, playing it, um, obviously in the marketing world, even selling some products and things. And you've seen it at the grassroots level. So what is the future uh, of sports, in your opinion? 
Digital. Absolutely digital. Um, this new normal, and it's, it's, it's weird to me because I feel like some brands have traditionally done the exact same thing. Excuse me. Um, they've done, you know, traditional signage, right? Yeah. In venue signage. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of experiences um, that have really um, pushed the envelope. Like, where's 3D? Like, where's where's AR? Why, why aren't we living in that right now? Mm. Like, we should be, to me, we should be so much further along. Right. And especially when COVID hit, a lot of brands were exposed. <laughs> Cannot lie to you. A lot of people were exposed. They had no programming. Right. They had no content. They, they All they had was a big open building. And I think, you know, we... We lost a lot of our luster, you know, as a as a an industry. Yeah, we're extremely reactive. We got the twitches that have been doing this for a while, so it's like COVID. Hold my beer, like we're still <laughs> like, playing. We got this. <laughs> so we got this. We good. We got internet. We good. We've been doing COVID. <laughs> no, got that. So man. Um, yeah, I would say the next thing is 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 all digital. It's it's thumb stopping content. Mm-hmm. It's incredible access it's behind the scenes it's how you make the bacon right it's how you it's it's the it's the vip of the vip no that's a uh is is what's next it's the the behind the scenes unedited raw content that's the stuff that people want to see and there's literally no cap on that at all wow all right man so we got to blaze through this man if you can <clears throat> so this is the part of the show we call the assist man so if you can give us um a quick quote that you live by or just a, a your philosophy that you live by but just uh we need a quick quote hit us with your uh your gym your coaching gym uh you can do all things through christ that strengthens you i love it i love it man. everything everything <laughs> Philippians 4 Philippians 4 13 you know it there it is well listen man like we always say man time flies when you're having fun man we appreciate you for stepping out thank you for you know everything you do about servant leadership like you said man you've helped with BSP whether it's been you know in different areas and I know you're helping the BSP in Atlanta you know we're working on getting our BSP here um, what you've done, we're both uh, BDSE alumni, so shout out to uh, the BS, uh, BDSE. Uh, we saw that you spoke there, man. So continue on that servant leadership, uh, and thank you for being on tonight with us, man. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all, man. I have fun, and you know, however I can help you guys along the way and all that, man, I'm looking forward to it. Let me know how I can help, man. There it is, man. Thank you so much. And we want to thank you, you the people, for listening, man. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors, um, you know, that kind of helped make the show go. Uh, reach out if you'd like to become a sponsor for the show. Um, and if you want additional information or a different additional contact, check us out every Tuesday. We drop the locker room, which is a shorter format of the show. Uh, and we, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, Black and Sports. So please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know. We're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yo. Yo, yo. Look. Assuming yeah. I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags Assuming I'm 
I'm rooting for everybody that's black, that's everybody from sports to college class to rap.